All right. Bam, baby. We are live. I'm actually live this time. I decided I'm going to start. Maybe. I don't know. I'll record the show. See how it goes. Live on Instagram right now. And um, yeah, for my YouTube watchers. Hell yeah. So I don't know, man. It's been a hot minute. Been doing a lot of recording. Been doing a lot of editing and making stuff for this random places series I've been doing. And I got to say, man, it's been going good. I've been having a really good time doing it. It's been great. I get to get out, travel, and see more of... Lately, I've just been doing Maryland and all that, and that's been great. It's been an awesome time. Found some really cool spots. So, ultimately, I'm going to do just... I'm going to get right to the point. I want to just provide more value in these and put it out there a little bit better. So, in today's podcast, I'm going to answer four questions. And... Those questions are, is Twitter still relevant in 2020? Should I make a LinkedIn account in 2020? How can I create content on a daily basis? And what camera should I buy for getting into filmmaking? Now, this is actually the second time I'm recording this podcast. And the first time I actually went over my limit and then I found out my camera wasn't recording. And that's when I got the idea to do the Instagram live. And yeah, so... I'm going to try to speed up these questions and maybe get to the point because the first one I was like revolving around in circles and stuff. So I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. So diving into it, is Twitter still relevant in 2020? Well, my answer is, yeah, it's super. It's actually it's still just as relevant now as it was five years ago and 10 years ago. And I didn't really know it. I wasn't too much on the on the Twitter train until recently. So I hopped on Twitter like three or four months ago. Actually, no, it's more like six or seven months ago. I got almost 200 followers on there now, and I'm super happy I did it because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have met some awesome connections I have. I wouldn't have met some really cool people I met because of Twitter. And Twitter has allowed me to get my ideas out there a little bit more. It's also allowed me to create more content. So I can take Twitter posts and stuff, and I can like manipulate them and put them in other places and it's given me ideas it's just given me a lot more ideas and also a way to be a better part of that conversation because being a part of that conversation basically is going to allow you to give yourself more leverage when you're trying to build your personal brand or whatever it is you're trying to build um so that's why you want to do that you want to be available on just about any platform you can and twitter is a great place because there's tons of conversations to be held on Twitter. There's tons of things that you can do on Twitter. And I mean, I can get on here right now and start engaging and start joining conversations. I don't know. The other day, I like South Park. So I went on there and I started engaging with people who like South Park. It was awesome. We all had a great conversation. I enjoyed the conversation. They enjoyed the conversation. Secondly, I've met some cool people on there. I've met just, I mean, just communicating, just engaging and being a part of that conversation has landed me some really good friends. And for that, I love Twitter. Also, I was able to find, I went to NASA a few days ago. I was like tweeting up a storm about that and doing a bunch of posts regarding the NASA thing. I found that through Twitter. You can get firsthand looks at things through Twitter. You can find things, you can find events, you can find things that other people don't go. Even with my favorite bands, my favorite artists, I find people, I get to see the first um, album that drops usually from Twitter. So, um, excuse me. Yeah, it's 
you should definitely be on Twitter in 2020 because um, I'm, my profile is still growing. I'm still getting more followers. I'm still engaging and putting my content out there and it's, it's going really well. So I'm super enjoying that. Now, the next question is, should I make a LinkedIn account in 2020? And the answer is, yeah, you definitely should make a LinkedIn account in 2020. If you're not on LinkedIn and you're trying to be a professional or you're trying to build a personal brand, even if you're just building an Instagram or you're a photographer or whatever you are, there is a place for you on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great B2B spot. It's a great, and what I mean by B2B is that LinkedIn is a great business to business place. You can go talk to other professionals. You can go talk to people that you probably want to talk to as a professional. So why not? So for me, for example, I'm just going to use myself. I want to get into more hotels. I want to travel. I want to do content regarding that. So who would my sponsors be if I was to ever have a sponsor? It's probably going to be hotels or outdoor brands or whoever it is. So on LinkedIn, you can go right to the source. You can go right in there and you can get your um you can go talk to these marketing people you can go talk to whoever you need to talk to or just kind of get in the door and build a following there while also putting out your content so one they're probably going to see it and two they're going to be the ones on there that can help you get your shit out there like linkedin is a powerful tool it's gotten me jobs it's got me a lot of i mean i connect with a lot of old bosses and stuff on there i've had linkedin since 2013 and um, it's a great place. And right now is probably one of the best times to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's been around for a while, but right now the reach on LinkedIn is insane. You can get on LinkedIn and you can do all sorts of stuff. You can put out a post and you'll probably still be getting engagement on that post two weeks later. That's insane to me. Like I, with my old job, I put out a post and people are still liking it. And people are still seeing it two weeks later. I see it all the time. Even if I'm just scrolling through I still see people engaging with those posts and same with myself. And I'm like, wow, the reach on LinkedIn is fantastic right now. So if you want to get a lot of attention, if you want to get a lot of people and potential followers, potential business contacts, potential people to get out there and potential sponsors, potential money, man, potential deals, get on LinkedIn. And also, if you're looking for a job, get on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's a it's a no-brainer. Definitely get out there. There's a place for everybody. And um, it's astonishing to me how many people still don't have it and, um, you know, why you should get on LinkedIn. So get on LinkedIn. The answer, should I make a LinkedIn account in 2020? Hell yeah, you should. You should make one now more than ever. Um, okay, my next question. How can I create content on a daily basis? And this is a hard question to answer. Let me see how I'm doing on my time. Okay, I'm good. This is a hard question to answer because you can create content in so many different ways and there's a lot of different types of people out there. So the thing is, it's like, if you want to, if you're more of a, if you don't like to be on video, if you don't like to be on any of that, the number one answer to this question is probably video. You want to make video and you want to clip that video into podcast, into written, and you want to clip it into micro content so you can pass it around on multiple platforms. So that's what most of the big dogs do. And this has come from someone who's worked with the big dogs, who's been there, who's seen what they're doing. You need to be doing with that, making the micro content from the video that you create. If you notice what I'm doing lately on Instagram is I create 
a 12 minute vlog video, the random places episodes that I'm making right now, that those videos are about 12 to 15 minutes. So I sit there, I put the video on YouTube and then I put a lower resolution video. So the file size is a little bit lower and I clip it up and I'm able to put it on TikTok. I'm able to put it on Instagram, Instagram stories. I'm able to put it virtually everywhere. So it's a very valuable thing that you can do and you can get, you can put over 50 pieces of content out there on a daily basis. And that's what you want to do. You want to be getting out there, doing this on a daily basis. This is this is like going to the gym. You want to get out there on social media. You want to build that personal brand. You want to build your business up. Get out there and start creating. You got to create content. Otherwise, people aren't going to look at you, man. That's just, it's the world is changing. If you're a business and you want to succeed in the world, you need to have a social media presence and you need to create content on a daily basis, multiple times on multiple platforms. Content cannot just be stagnant across the same platforms either. So if you make an Instagram post, you, it's not recommended that you put that same Instagram post on Facebook, on Twitter, on blah, blah, blah. Now you can. There's features to do that and it's cool. But like each platform has its own voice and most likely has its own audience. So that's the thing. And that, and that also leads me into what I said originally is it depends on your audience. Your audience is going to be whoever or excuse me, not your audience. It's the type of person you are. You're the one creating content. So if you don't want to be on video, well, there's ways to get around that. Maybe you're a good writer. And to me, the other way, if you don't want to make a vlog, if you don't want to do any of that, the easiest way to make content, I'm going to say it, is to make a podcast. What I'm doing right now. This is the by far the easiest way to make content at scale, to put it out there, to create micro content, to put out a lot of value and to do lives, to do whatever you need. I'm doing a live right now on Instagram. This is great. So this is the best way to create content and to put it out there and to create content at scale because one, you don't necessarily have to be in front of people. Two, you don't have to really do anything. You're just talking to a microphone and you can create tons of micro content from that that can go on YouTube. You can make like four or five different clips. Joe Rogan, for example, he's got two YouTube channels. He puts his main, he puts his main things on there and then the other thing is he has a whole nother channel where he takes micro content, micro clips from all of those segments and he just puts the highlights out there. What's the most value that he can put out there? And that's why people watch. People want to see the value. So if you're giving value and you're able to put that out there in a number of different ways on a productive daily basis, you're going to see stuff grow and you're going to have a really uh, you're going to have a much better shot at getting out there because it's a hard game on Instagram. It's a hard game on virtually every platform. Um, as a previous social media coordinator, as a previous person who's worked in this, who's been videography for some large projects out there, I'm not trying to gloat. I'm just saying this is just reality is that usually the bigger accounts win. And so as a smaller account, you have to double down and you have to really get out there. And this has to be a full-time job on top of your full-time job to get out there. If you want it and you're willing to do the work and you're willing to engage and do multiple things and produce content at scale, you're going to be able to do it and you're going to be able to get out there a lot better. All right. You're doing good on time. Um, so that's personally how I create content on a daily basis. And going back to the LinkedIn thing is link. If you want to be a blogger, if you're a writer, you can create a blog. You can use LinkedIn. You can use Instagram and even all platforms to create a blog. LinkedIn has its own service now. It's not a service, but you can make blogs on LinkedIn, a whole blog post with imagery, slides, quotes, whatever you do. I've written like two or three blog posts on, on LinkedIn at this point. 
it's a fantastic way to create without having to be on a camera if you're camera shy or whatever it might be it's a good way to get out there so yeah you want to start writing blogs on linkedin and then you can share that on multiple platforms you can take little snips and pieces of it and say oh view more at the bottom and there and then also you want to put that you want to have a website of course like if you can't afford a website use linkedin and then whenever you're whenever you're able to get to the point of the website well then there you go it just it all alternates it all comes together and then eventually it'll just all form it just takes time and you have to enjoy the journey and you have to learn along the way because if you don't then <clears throat> and you just give up on it well you're never going to get to where you want to go and then you're just going to be watching all these people on instagram having a great ass time on jet skis and shit while you sat on your ass you know you gotta follow that dream you gotta chase it and you don't want to do it for the money. You don't want to do it for any of that. You just want to do it because you enjoy doing it. Me, I just enjoy making content. I just enjoy doing this. This is fun as hell for me. Like, gets me off my ass. It's fun. I got out the other day and I made a fucking video with one of my best friends. We went out to a whole new place in Maryland, had a great time. I saw <coughs> a beautiful part of Maryland and it was just such a good time. And all that was from the journey. It's part of the content creation. I got a whole video I have to edit after this. So I'm busy. It keeps me busy. It's fun. It's better than sitting around playing Call of Duty and video games all day. Something I used to do. Um, so anyways, that's going to lead me into my next question. And my final question, which is actually the hardest question, is what camera should I buy for getting into filmmaking? So this is a hard question to answer. And to save everyone some time, my number one answer for somebody who's starting and who's getting in the filmmaking and even photography is your goddamn iPhone. If you use your iPhone, it is an incredible tool. And I'm not even kidding. I actually, I'm actually pretty pissed off about it. I'm pissed off at how good the iPhone does. <coughs> I'm really pissed off about it. The other day when I was filming my video, I have a, I have a gimbal for my iPhone. I put it on the gimbal. This is you're watching this is a gimbal this is an iphone gimbal the, the fucking iphone this thing is less than a hundred dollars you can find this you can find this on facebook marketplace or ebay for less than 50 bucks most likely this is a zyun uh go with the zyun they're pretty good and i put my phone on here and the phone and there's an app called filmic pro you get the filmic pro app and this is on android or apple it doesn't matter if you have an iphone or whatever i use iphone so I'll probably reference iPhone more because it's my habit. <laughs> but it, shit, if you have an Android, even better because those cameras are actually better than the iPhone camera in a number of different um, on a number of different models. I think the Google phones have really good cameras, and so do some of the Android models. I use an iPhone 7 Plus, so my my iPhone is super outdated, but it takes 4K video and 120 frames a second. 1080p high definition video. That means it takes high definition slow motion video. Um, and I can also take 4K video. So if I have this on a gimbal and I'm skateboarding like I was yesterday, I have a post on my Instagram of me skateboarding with the gimbal. I literally have this thing on a gimbal and my buddy is following me on his longboard and the, the video flaw, uh, footage looks flawless. I did another one with my $1,000 camera, $1,000 lens on a, on a $500 gimbal, a $2,500 setup. I was pissed off at how astonishingly close the footage looked and how much I actually preferred the iPhone on a gimbal in comparison to a $2,500 camera. Use your iPhone. If you're just getting started in this and you don't know if this is something you want to do, don't go invest in thousands of dollars into a camera just yet. 
just get in there, use your phone. The Filmic Pro will help you. You need to learn the foundations of photography as well. So learn in aperture, ISO, shutter speed, the different file types and all that. You need to know photography before you know videography. That's my humble opinion. Um, so yeah, so to follow that question up is it completely depends on if you want to actually get a camera and get a something for filmmaking besides your phone. Well, that that brings into a whole bunch of other different questions and a bunch of different things. It's because what do you want to do with the camera? How much are you willing to spend? And what are you what's your goal with it? If you want to be a vlogger, well, maybe you want a camera with a flip up screen or something. Um, you're also going to want a mic input. So you need to consider mics usually go on the top. So if your screen pops up like that, then you're going to have a hard time with a microphone on the top. So you need a camera that maybe the screen goes out to the side and you can hold it up. And plus, you know, gimbals, all that prices. <clears throat> so for in my personal taste, I'm going to use the price point under a thousand dollars because, you know, uh, uh, above a thousand dollars is when you're going to start getting into the crazy shit, the real professional stuff. Under a thousand dollars is where you're going to create, you know, your amateur videographers and everything else. In my honest opinion, the best camera, the best video camera, DSLR, under $1,000 is a Sony Alpha Series lens, uh, mine. The reason being is because this camera for under $1,000 will have slow motion, 1080p high definition video, 120 frames, as well as 4K, 24 frames a second video that is completely flawless. So that is the reason I think that is the best camera for that price, but it also depends on what you're doing. Me, I do a lot of cinematics. I do a lot of different um, types of video that I put on gimbals. I do this stuff. So I don't really, if I'm vlogging, I cannot see myself because the screen just, it. I wish Sony would make a camera that would do that. If they did, they would sell out the market probably and just kill everybody because they definitely have the best vlogging camera on the market. Because most of the other um, brands such as um, Panasonic, <coughs> Canon and all them, for under $1,000, it's going to be hard finding a camera that can do 1080p, 120 frames, that also has a flip-out camera and all that other stuff. So it's just, it's a whole, it just, it's a whole lot of other questions, and it also depends. So um, as far as cinematic film camera, go Sony. Um, anything else? I'm a big fan of Canon. I love Canon cameras. At the moment, I use all Sony. Um the reason I switched is because of the video, but for photography and stuff, Canon is amazing, but we're talking about video. So, um, the, uh, to take a step down, if you don't want to go all out with the lenses and stuff, you can get a nice point and shoot camera and which is what I have in my hand right here. Um, it's a nice point and shoot camera. It's a Sony RX 100. This is the Mark three. They go up to like the Mark five. Now, um, the Mark one and the Mark two of this camera, the first and second versions of this camera, they do not have a screen that you can see yourself. This camera also has a built-in ND filter, and it also has a stabilization feature. So that stabilization feature is very nice. I use that as one of my main cameras for vlogging. The microphone's not bad, especially after post-production. So anyways, those are great cameras, as well as the Canon G7X and the Canon G7X Mark II. Those are all also really good uh, vlogging cameras and just cameras to have with you in general. Those are probably the top of the line point shoots that you can get. And then of course, all the other Sony cameras are all mirrorless cameras. So most mirrorless cameras are said to be better at video. So look into mirrorless cameras if you're trying to find a good video camera that suits your needs. I can't tell you what you need because everybody's needs 
are different and it's going to completely depend on you and your situation for what you want to film. Um, if I'm telling a complete beginner who's never done this before, just use your damn phone. Just start off with that. See how you get into it. Learn it. Get editing software. Get a nice computer that can edit because editing is just as important as filming. So if you get a Mac, then you can use iMovie. I'm not sure about Windows, Windows Movie Maker, or you can pay $15 or $30 a month and get the Adobe Premiere Pro. I use Premiere Pro and I also use Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro is my main um, my main platform that I use to edit. So, so yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it, man. That's that's the whole that's my spiel. That's the uh, hopefully I answered those questions for you. Is Twitter still relevant in 2020? Should I make a LinkedIn account in 2020? How can I create content on a daily basis? And what camera should I buy for getting into filmmaking? All solid questions, and if you're an aspiring videographer or a content creator or whatever you might be, I hope this provided a little bit of value for you because um, it, it's definitely tough out there and there's a lot of options. And take it for someone who's done the research, who's been there, who's done it, who's done it professionally, who's done it for myself. Man, I just like using my iPhone. I'm probably going to make a whole nother video about me just using my iPhone because it's just amazing. You don't even need the nicest one. I got a seven. I already said that. So I just get on there and I do it. It's cool, man. It's fun. And um, I'm going to stop there. So yeah, um, thank you for listening. And BocaExplorer.com, uh, Boca Explorer on YouTube, Boca Explorer on all pretty much social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, also on Spotify, Anchor, you know, go check me out. All major plat uh, podcast platforms. So I appreciate you listening to the podcast and um, I'll catch you next time. Let me know if you like the questions format, because I think the questions kind of allow me to target the videos better and I can provide a lot more value in this way because some of the other podcasts, some of the other videos, I was just kind of ranting around and shit. So all right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you later.